Actually, I've been screwing this up a bit, so let me just make sure I'm reading from the script. You can read? I can. And I need to do it more often, but I can. Um, That's true. I can do many things, actually. Mm. Alrighty. Except so. drink a beer during the weekend. <laughs> no, absolutely not. We just talked about like how I came and do naps. So, sorry. Did you say trash? Different. Yeah, I said trash. <laughs> T to the R to the A-S-H. Trash. You. <laughs> yeah, you can spell it out. There is no mistake there what you just said. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, anyway, um, beginning in three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, I am joined by Deanna. Deanna, how are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Pretty good. I'm still uh, kind of not laughing from that comment. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's going to make the opening. That was perfect. Um, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that was... Uh, talk about kicking off a podcast correctly. That was it. Um, well, um, yeah, so real quick, in case uh, people are tuning in, um, they don't know who you are, let's just give a quick rundown of full name um, and the team that I guess you played for or would be currently playing for if uh, 2020 didn't happen. Oh my, yes, i got to think that far back. Um, so Deanna Darns, uh, South Region, I played on Lone Star for Women's and I was going to play on Category 5 for Co-Ed. Nice. And... Um, yeah, it does feel like a really long time. It's like Doesn't it? This week has been a long time. This month, um, not so much, but the entire year, just for forever. Uh, yeah. Well, um, what's your number? Four. And any significance for that? Ten four is my birthday. <laughs> really? Ten four? Like. <laughs> yes, that is when I was born. <laughs> Right, uh, just, just the the radio lingo. Um, man, maybe I should take <laughs> yes. a, maybe I should have taken a longer nap. But uh, I was trying to remember when we did the Women of the South podcast. So this is not your first time on. Um, you've done a few recaps, I, I believe. Um, mm -hmm. Sometime, Two. what's that? Two. Right. Um, yeah, because you guys were the only people that got to play dodgeball. Right? I know we got lucky. We got in right right before the buzzer yeah. <laughs> basically it's a good way to look at it um yeah so we did the recap and then we did the women of the south where you know i technically broke a rule um but it was a, it was a friday night or saturday night that was that was a lot of fun um but uh yeah it was a friday night friday night you to drink we all had some drinks uh some libations myself included um probably could use a few more of those down the road um depending on how this year ends yes. up yes dear god how has uh how has COVID been for you? Um, this is probably gonna come up later on, um, in terms of like oh, yeah. staying fit and being active. But just overall, I mean, how have you been? So it hasn't been very bad for me because I have the opportunity to work from home, so I can do telemedicine. So that's been pretty easy. Um, I am in a career field that actually is pretty booming when it comes to COVID because I work in prenatal care. And this pandemic, everybody and their grandmother decided that it was a great time to get pregnant. I've been joking around and calling it the era of Netflix and no pill because just everybody's pregnant. 
And so I've seen probably more patients uh, this time of year than I did last year. So I've been actually pretty busy when it comes to work. Um, I'm not working from home anymore because, you know, Texas. Um, so I'm back at work full time, but it's just been busy. Yeah. So no, Netflix, no pill, huh? Has that taken yep. off yet or? Is that what? Has that taken off yet? Oh yeah. I have patients who their due dates are all the way in May and some, and a little few of them are in June. So yes. But I tell people this all the time. Any time the world shut down where there that's due to an ice storm snow power goes out for 12 hours super bowl they're going to be babies it just is what it is yeah i wonder um do you think it's going to be as as not dramatic but um like you know like the baby boomers do you think a couple of years down the road we'll be able to say like the coat, oh yeah coat, whatever sorry about that <laughs> uh yes no i think it's going to be almost just as big. I've asked uh, some colleagues that are around the country, especially on the East coast and we're all getting hit. Huh? Yeah. I want to like, what would they call that? Like I'm a COVID baby, a COVID or, I mean, I've had some patients call their babies quarantino and quarantina oh <laughs> pandy short for pandemic. Um, it's kind of run the gamut of yeah. odd little quirks. So yeah. Millennials, what comes after millennials? I know. Sorry. <laughs> right. It all blends together, Steve. I don't know. We still here. Yep. I'm curious, like five, 10 years down the road, I'm really just wondering what a post COVID world even looks like. Like, are we going to maintain all these measures that we're doing? And, um, is there going to be just more and more isolation amongst people? Um, part of me is really thrilled with that idea. The other part's like, no, we're True. not supposed to do that as humans. I don't think. Do you have any to a certain on... degree, I mean, I agree in that regard. Like, it didn't. I am very much an introvert with extrovert points <laughs> that I spend each month uh, doing, you know, things outside <laughs> of my comfort zone or what I feel like doing. So, when we shut down here in Texas, it wasn't bad for me because <laughs> I could still, you know, talk to my friends and whatnot. I also came from an era when I was a military brat in the '90s. So there was before AOL, we had snail mail to keep in touch with your friends. So doing these things like zoom uh happy hours and facetime and all the texting in the world i still felt very connected so it didn't bother me to not see someone face to face or be in the same room right so you've been doing pretty pretty well then um for the most part uh hmm yeah i um right which is very different than you know some people and i definitely know that some people have not been doing well with this situation i just just in a little bit different yeah now it's just gonna say I've, I've, I've been pretty fortunate in that um being active for the guard right now I, i've like there's almost been no change minus okay they took the gyms away that that's when i really started to feel something but um i mean i, I do miss like not going to movie theaters. There's a couple of movies I wanted to see this summer that didn't happen. Um, aside from dodgeball, I mean, everything's fine. I, I love the fact that people have to stay six feet away from me when I'm ordering food at Chipotle <laughs> and there's stickers. I'm like, yo, why are you like, it, it says right there, get away from me. Um, sticker. <laughs> yeah. Sticker and, and read, you know, for God's sake. Um, so I, there are some stuff I would like to see kept. Um, but you know, for, and obviously I'm not an expert by any means, but you know, t uh, kids going back to school, um, on zoom, especially younger kids. Like I've, I'm, I'm afraid that is something that's going to continue. I feel like there's 
just some things we have to do as a as a species to to thrive and i, I i'm curious like how we're gonna look down the road but um we can probably get into more covid stuff um towards the end of the interview um definitely want to still kind of do some of the preliminaries but i mean kind of figured we probably go in some some tangents so if that happens for right, us of course. You, so be it but um so you're from where exactly in texas i am in fort worth, fort worth. currently do we establish whether or not you liked or hated the cowboys i do not like them oh man can't win no who's your team I don't have one um, personally by birth because my family's from D.C. Of course, it's Washington. Right. But, all right, well. And I am very amused by Eagles fans. I know, I know, I'm in the minority <laughs> of that, but I really love me some Eagles fans. Oh, man. I find them hilarious. They're so I terrible. Do. They're so bad. I know. <sighs> They're so snarky and rowdy, and I love it. Yeah. Except for Markel. Markel's cool. He's like the only Eagles fan that I like. (laughs) Oh, except, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, No, I I love them. They're playing the Giants right now. And I, I really, first of all, (laughs) that whole division's terrible, but I need, I need the uh, Giants to win. So I'm just going to, and just the odd chance Mark Hill's listening, like when this is released on Friday, I am really now sad to see that the Eagles are winning 10 7. So dang it. All right. I'm going to put in a quick prayer to black Jesus. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> yeah, anyway, um, my poor Cowboys, but, uh, <laughs> let's go back to dodgeball. So what, uh, <laughs> what got you into dodgeball? Let's start from like the very beginning. Oh, um, so when I first moved to Fort Worth from Denver, I was just a brand new genetic counselor. I was only practicing for about two years and I kind of had focused on academia my entire life and not did a lot of things that were social. So I kind of wanted to focus on that aspect of my life. And so I found kickball first, not the biggest fan of that. <laughs> and then there were people who were talking about dodgeball, like for the end of the kickball season, I had you know never even thought of something like that. And so I got into one of our, uh, it's called Rec Social Sports Now. It was a part of uh, WACA, which is the big national company back then. And I just started playing. And then I didn't get into elite really until I was kind of like voluntold. to be like, okay, you're going to play. We're going to have a women's division and here you go. Hmm. <laughs> so that was the, you know, timeline of Deanna and dodgeball. Nice. And this is fairly recent, right? I mean, I don't think you came onto the scene until 2017, 18 for elite. 2018 for elite. Yes, correct. Yeah. Was that the first time um, you ever played dodgeball when you went into this uh, rec social sports league or had you played before? Yeah. I mean, outside of like, you know, random school, you know, elementary, middle school, high school type stuff. Yes. Got it. I would, uh, I would say mission accomplished. I mean, I, I think you solved some of the social problem with, uh, with getting into, into dodgeball. I feel like, uh, yeah, I like a few people. Yeah. Considering we're talking, I mean, that's, that's some kind of sign of social oh, socializing happening that's a metal my friend that's a metal um yeah i still gotta earn the uh the goonies and beer on the weekend metal yeah that's still trash i hey, can't believe you don't you haven't seen the goonies i'm on a streak um, i'm one for one right now so i definitely want to go for two soon too i think i had within the month right those, those were the terms yes, that was the agreement yeah. for me to do this 
So anyone for that's listening doesn't doesn't know or care or does care might care. I have to um, because I had to move this interview to Thursday. Um, the stipulation was that I would watch the unis, which I should have done back in February. Six. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then also beer. But uh, man, life's so hard for me. I should. I'm actually looking You're forward so to that. So old, Steve. Yeah, no, so I know old. that. Yeah, Miss. I thought you were like 24, um, but that's all I'm going to talk about with your age. Um, Don't be it, mad. No, I'm not mad. Just it's not fair. What's that? It's not. <laughs> it's not fair. No, it's uh, <laughs> just good for you. I'm happy for you. There. Let's leave it at that. So anyway, um... <laughs> that was not in any way <laughs> genuine or sincere. I'll type it out. That way, it'll maybe be perceived as sincere. Um, let's go back to dodgeball. Probably gonna say that for like the five, like ten times down the road, but so be it. Um, what uh, what what kept you? So you said you didn't really like kickball. Um, when you got into dodgeball, what uh, what kept you coming back? Well, one the friends that I made, and so I got really social and got really close to a few people who I'm still close with now. Um, and I like just learning new skills. So I went from, you know, dodging a lot, which is definitely my, I would say my forte. Uh, and then, you know, in the league, we could block and do all that type of stuff. So a lot of protection for certain teammates. And so I like that camaraderie. And then I started catching a lot more, probably these past 18 months, really focusing on that and really, really enjoying catching the shit out of some people. Sorry. All good. I want to throw at you so bad now. Just, I mean, just do it see. at your own peril, dude. Oh yeah, no, I want to. Because if if it's just even if it's just one, little giants rules apply. Even if it's just one, I'm gonna lord that over you <laughs> until the absolute very end. We Stakes. will be 90 years old and be like, hey, 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 got you. Yep. And then walk on by. Stakes are high. <laughs> I gotta do it though. I have to. Just one. Yep. That's all it's going to take. Well, if we ever get to play at some point, we ever I know, face off, I will, again. that will be running through my mind. Like, I got to do it. I'm just going to send it and then see what happens. Um, did you play any sports growing up? I actually didn't. So I was just head in a book the whole time. I had coaches try to get me to play various things, but I just really wasn't interested. Hmm. And the idea for like track to wake up at like 4 a.m. and run around. I was like, no, no. And then talk to people. No, just no. I don't know if that ever becomes appealing. Like, yeah, I want to be up at 4 a.m. on the. I mean, I'm sure some people do. I'm sure it was maybe five, but and I'm embellishing, but I just remember a coach telling me the like the ins and outs of what would be um, required. And I was just like, I just not interested in any way, shape or form. So I was always athletic. Uh, a lot of my family members are, but at the time it just didn't appeal to me. Fair enough. Um, I'm assuming you moved around quite a bit. I mean, your mom was a, is a retired Air Force first sergeant, Chief right? Master Sergeant. Chief Master Sergeant. Yes, and yeah, and she was a drill sergeant. Oh man. Yeah, I th- yeah, that's very powerful people. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like, what was a just out of curiosity, like, what was the craziest place you ever lived in? Or um, most interesting, I guess. I don't know, crazy, but I know it was the place that I hated the most. It was, uh, 
crap, I forget that base because I think I have PTSD from it. It was an Air Force base in Northern California. And I hated it because it was in this like really kind of creepy small town or rather the base was outside of the small town. And we used to have to get bussed in for about 30 to 45 minutes to just to get to school. There was more cows than people and everybody was related in some weird way. And it just, was it Travis? It was, Air Force one base? Of those, huh? was it Travis? No, it wasn't Travis. Um, I feel like it starts with a B and I can't think of it right now. Beal. Yes. That hellhole. Mm. Yes, sir. Oh my God, Beal Air Force Base. So yeah, we were only there ten months because I was just like I, I can't do this. I cannot do this at all. And un- unfortunately, the school system was actually really, really bad there as well. Which unfortunately was par for the course. Like I said, it was a really, really small town, but it was just, it, it was just one of those kind of like small dead end towns. Yeah, it's funny people think like California. They think L.A. Right, and San, right, San and they Diego. don't think of the other places. Yeah, maybe San Francisco, but then there's so much. I don't want to say there's so much worse out there, but yeah, there's there's so much areas that are just like this isn't the it's California on TV. What's right. that? He's like, it's a, it's a pass. Oh, what was that? I think it cut out just a little bit. Oh, I think you said like it's a pass or something. Um, with the rest of the cities that are out there. Oh no, I was saying it was so bad, oh, and man. it's just so different than. Like you said, what you see on TV, movies, or whatever, you know, social media, it's just very different. Yeah. I always think of um, the Katy Perry, California girls. I'm like, <laughs> not all of California, right? Just come down now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I kind of want to get into, so you'd said, okay, so you're in uh, prenatal care, and you said you're also a genetic counselor. Can you kind of tell me more about what you do? Ah, oh, no problem. So uh, genetic counselors, we talk to families about different genetic disorders and we diagnose them. Uh, My particular specialty right now is prenatal. So I talk to all women who are 35 and older at time of delivery uh, because they are at an increased risk to have a child that happens to have a chromosome issue like Down syndrome. I talk to families who have abnormal sonograms and it's my job to figure out exactly what's going on and if there's a genetic um, contribution to it. If they have a family history of a genetic disorder, like sickle cell, cystic fibrosis, hemophilia, things like that, people will come to me so I can tell them what their risk is to have an affected child, to be a carrier, what that disease actually looks like, medical management, all that type of good stuff. Hmm. Um, so, yeah. There That's cool. So what got you into uh, genetics? I was always that level nerd and I thought it was just really interesting and it was going to be a field that was ever evolving, but I didn't want to do bench work. Research didn't appeal to me. And while yes, I could get through medical school perfectly fine. I felt like, especially my ER rotation would be difficult because some idiot would come in with a broken arm. I'm like, cool, I can fix your arm, but you're still a dumb. So I didn't think that would probably go over very well during evaluations. So (laughs) I didn't think that I had the um, the patience for for that, and so I found out about genetic counseling when I was a sophomore in college, and I chatted with some local genetic counselors in Albuquerque, and I thought it was really something that I could sink my teeth into, and I would be really good at. I love that. I can fix your arm, but I can't fix how dumb you are. So <laughs> right, figure out how I could yeah. actually do that. Um, probably a really naive question, but the um, 
I don't know, maybe you can answer this or speculate on it or, or provide insight. So the, all the DNA tests are popping up, like 23andMe. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, see, I'm already getting some of an answer. All those oh, all uh, DNA fit, like, are those garbage or, like, are those worthwhile? The vast worth- majority. The vast majority. Look, if you want to have fun and spend your $100 and learn certain things, sure. However, do not use these companies if you are actually truly concerned about a genetic disorder please actually go to someone and talk it out and have them take a family history and review the information. As far as ancestry is concerned, obviously countries are political constructs. <laughs> so you can say region, but you can't really say country. Right. Um, and then when it comes to, you know, identify different genetic disorders, you have to understand that there's a reference genome that they're looking at. Um, and by that, I mean, it's samples from, you know, various people from around the world. And if they are testing you for a disorder that is more likely in Asian descent and you're white, while you're going to be negative, chances are for those disorders, and that's great, that's not informative because obviously you should be then tested for things for, you know, those who are of European descent. So you do have to really get into the nitty gritty of actually what it's looking for um, and how obviously how they're going to use that genetic information afterwards because yes there are some companies who will have your genetic information in perpetuity so that's forever and god forbid they either go bankrupt or get sold and where does that information go and what it's used for so again if you want to have fun uh by all means have fun take certain aspects with a grain of salt but if there's actually something wrong if you are actually concerned about something in particular in your family history and you don't know much about it, you know, go see a professional. Yeah, for like, sure. You wouldn't go to somebody from Craigslist to have, you know, <laughs> a, any type of cardiac surgery. So let's not spit in a tube and send it off and say, Oh my God, I'm fine. I don't know. Our, our health system things wrong. Our health system's so great. Um, maybe that dude on Craigslist right. and is, I, and I get that. And I out. think that that's a, um, a big reason why some people really do love all these, uh, we call them DTCs, uh, direct to consumer testing, because yes, it is cheaper. And I completely understand that, but you kind of have to have that Walmart target sort of idea like, okay, yeah, it's cheaper, but you're going to get what you pay for in many aspects. For sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested in it. I mean, I've done the DNA fit. I've done, um, I forgot the other one. Um, my fit, oh man, it's, forget her name but she's on joe rogan a lot um there's like a paleo one like for food like there's there's some that are just like way too yeah there's some that are just way too granular but i feel like those are like a good gateway and i like the analogy of like i'm walking into like a walmart and if i really wanted to get into the weeds i probably should see a a professional and i'm definitely not like looking at like okay perfect i know everything there is to know about me but i was just curious because they're they seem to be popping up a lot and oh um, yeah no they're ubiquitous yeah, and now that I'm talking about it, my phone's probably going to just serve me up all kinds of new ads for it. 100%. Um, there's another question formulating, but I'll probably come back to it once it's finished <laughs> no catching problem. up with you. Um, I know, now I'm all riled up because I hate DTC. <laughs> oh, you do? Yeah. I, unfortunately, it, in some regards, it gives people a false sense of safety where there's not. And then because they believe that test result so much, it's very difficult to tell them that, hey, actually, this wasn't as comprehensive as we want, or there is this concern, and maybe you should have further testing. Because if you're doing this type of testing because you are actually afraid 
and then you get the result that you want that you shouldn't be afraid. It's very hard for someone to come in and be like, eh, there's still an issue because you don't want to hear that noise. Oh, yeah. You don't, you know, you don't want that negativity in your life. Um, and so I get that. And it, it just becomes a hurdle when I'm like, and I've had patients tell me, like, oh, you're just trying to make money off of me. I'm like, nah, I was going to make money whether you showed up to your appointment or not. I'm salary. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, I'm not trying to, you know, persuade you to do something. My job basic is to make sure that you have the correct information and can make your own decision off of that. I do not take any pride whatsoever in trying to make a patient do as many tests as possible or go on that diagnostic odyssey of trying to figure out what's wrong. I want to figure out what's wrong right off the bat. So therefore you can go on with your life and make the decisions that you need to. Man, you make it sound too easy. Just, uh, just listen to the professional. Well, I'm kind of good, Steve. <laughs> yeah. So, well, well, two things. So you also were on a podcast, right? And I put that on the wall about a month and a half mm-hmm. ago. Um, Correct. What, Black uh, and genetics. Right. So can you, uh, can you talk to that a little bit just to kind of, well, genetic counseling as a whole is relatively, in the grand scheme of things, a new healthcare career. Um, the very first GC school, which was Sarah Lawrence, was uh, 78 or 79, as in 19. <laughs> 1978 and 1979 was the first um, class. So we're very new in that regard, and it was very much a kind of second career field for individuals. So they were like nurses all their life, or you know, the husband or wives of prominent doctors, and then they got into this field and of course it's grown and evolved to this is something that people do right off the bat after college but it is a very predominantly white female field actually males are in the minority (laughs) uh, in this career field and then of course uh, people of color are really in the minority and for those who of us who are black it is less than two percent so you know you know a unicorn cool for you Um, (laughs) but it's very small And so we are definitely looking to increase that number by any means necessary. And right now, those of us, and that's the Zoom call that I was actually on previously, uh, because there are so few of us, there's, I believe we top out at a whopping, I think it's 50 or 55 in the entire country right now. Dang. And so talking about, you know, outreach, speaking engagements, recruitment, uh, journal articles you know you name it trying to enrich this career field and you know get it going a lot better than what it is right now Hmm. and you got into this because going back to what you're saying you just you were interested but you just felt like there was a pool versus well like i said genetics is something that i always was interested in but i didn't find out that this could be something that i could do with direct patient care because yes while i didn't want to touch patients (laughs) patients <laughs> you know <laughs> people uh, i did want to talk to them and interact and you know have that teaching aspect there as well so i wanted patient care or you know you know healthcare forward but i didn't want to get in that trap of you know being a physician or you know something or a do or something along those lines sorry physicians do's or same thing um didn't want to get into that uh, realm and I wanted to do something that I think would be a lot more challenging, a little bit more um, evolving, something that I could, you know, grow and learn with, which is genetics because it's, you learn so much every year, something new comes out or we learn something different. Um, so I got into it that way. Gotcha. I wanted to, to circle back to the, the targets of, of, 
uh, what were the DTCs? I think you said direct to consumer. Yeah, direct to consumer testing. So you said because um, this this was brought up to um, with one of my family members um, with my data. So like, what could what could happen to my data if like say twenty three me or uh, DNA fit or whatever sells my data? Like, who cares? Like, why should I care? Well, I mean, obviously, we can get into any like sci-fi novel <laughs> or dystopian. I kind of want to go um, there, so <laughs> I do not. I do not. Um, obviously, depending on you know how it's used, where it's going, if things change as far as like how what's tied to us via you know commerce or credit scores, or it, does that play a role? Um, are they doing different experiments? on that uh, blood sample or saliva or buccal swab that they take from you? Are they learning genetic information that they really should report out to you? But if you read the fine print, they don't have to. Uh, So there could be a situation where something could be harmful to you that you really need to get taken care of, but they don't have to tell you about it. Um, And I know some, you know, one thing that people love to talk about will be like, well, you know, we we found, you know, this murderer or this rapist because of, you know, Y chromosome material that we saw and therefore it was related to this individual who decided to do Ancestry.com, which is great. But is there also the possibility if we have a set of identical twins and we can't find one twin and therefore we accuse the other, uh, can that not be troublesome? Mm. So you can get into a lot of things and I also don't think I'm being very articulate about all the different ramifications but there can be several. I think we'll be okay, given that this is a dodgeball <laughs> podcast. Okay. I don't think someone's going to fact check you. Um, yeah, have you ever seen the movie Gattaca? Of course. Okay. So are you it. thinking something like that then? or In theory, that extreme? can something like that happen? 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I, was, uh, I was thinking about that movie, actually, this, this um, on my way home today, um, randomly. So weird. It was a good movie. Yeah, I liked it. Um, probably went over my head as a as a freshman in high school, but I can probably see it again. I, I did appreciate some of the the aspects of it, but um, what I've decided to do um, was mark the amount of rabbit holes we've gone on. So, and every time I say <laughs> let's get back to dodgeball, um, I'm out of tally. People take a drink at home. They'll die. Um, nah. Do we not know our dodgeball people? You know I what? do not think they will. Sir. Yeah, that's not fair. To me, I'm I'm basing this off of my tolerance, and um, we're on and three. What did we learn about what your tolerance is? Uh, I don't know. It changes. Sometimes it's really weak. Sometimes if it's Austin, Texas, oh no, it's trash. How, excuse you. Um, I had a lot during Austin's. Uh, re, um, what do you call it? Last year, way too much. Um. Then I pay for it for the, like the rest of the weekend. So yeah, maybe, maybe that's because it's a muscle that you have to work. <laughs> oh man, um, noted. Well, anyway, well we're on three, so let's get back to dodgeball. Um, of course. Uh, so you kind of covered um, what drew you into the elite scene. Um, do you have a favorite um, ball type? Are we getting into the crowdsource questions already? Oh, no. Um, uh, did somebody ask that already in the crowdsource? Oh, yeah. What? I think it's like twice. Okay. Well, this is my questions, so. Oh, okay. These are my preliminaries. Um, you know, I really love nosting, and it's a very funny reason why. 
because I love the way it sounds when it hits somebody like full on like a thigh meat hit like that Ugh. sound to me is glorious and it's so gratifying to me that I'm like yeah so <laughs> get out like I love it I don't know why I can't <laughs> articulate it further than that it's just a different sound than like foam and whatever and um 8.5 or um, cloth makes I just love the sound that no sting makes does cloth, does cloth make a sound like you got to play cloth too right I remember that was part I of the did. it makes a splattering sound because that Ew. SOB soaks up sweat it yeah. was gross yeah, you want to talk about um, safety measures for COVID just get cloth out of here because then you're just going to be throwing people's <laughs> I, sweat I at each mean, other I, I don't think you're wrong um, I remember maybe crap i mean time is so difficult now um it's probably maybe about 18 months two years ago um cody stidham had brought a cloth ball to um one of the dallas dodgeball either practices or one of our like game nights and i remember it being very different than what we played with in uh for for round one for us in the south in the south it was it was definitely like a plush-esque uh, material like I said, that could soak up everything. And the ball that he had, I remember thinking it was more like a safety belt texture and it was a little bit bigger, sort of like more volleyball-like. Um, so I don't know like if why that was different or anything like that, but I just remember being very surprised getting hit one time with the cloth ball and it just, like I said, just splattered and then just dropped. And I was like, I didn't even want to catch it. I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm going to take my out, uh, you know, like someone catch me back in. Obviously I want to play, but at the same time, like, okay, this should have been in some sort of fine print somewhere that there will be splatters. Oh, that's, that's so gross. Um, cloth is dumb. Yep. It looks dumb. Sounds dumb. Those, they feel dumb. <laughs> Everything about it's dumb. Um, I mean, some people very much enjoy it. And, and they're wrong. So, <laughs> to some degree, we should probably respect that, but I... I think if we had played with like the other one, like you said, the material around it, it would have been a lot more fun. I mean, it was fun just because it was so different. We were in, we were all so novice at it that it kind of brought that kind of new joy back to dodgeball. You're like, how the heck am I going to figure this out? How do I, you know, throw this appropriately? How am I going to, you know, catch it? Cause it, it's a little bit different. So we did have a lot of fun playing cloth, but from a biology standpoint, I would rather <laughs> pass. I feel like that's the most valid argument against it versus I just don't like it. So, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, Jake Mason, if you're listening, don't do it, man. But he, somebody made a good point where it's like, what's it, that? It's international. It's my, under, my understanding. There's other countries that play it a lot yeah. more. And so to be competitive, you do want to be diverse in ball type. So I understand that. Yeah, that, that's where I was going. It's like, <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> well, no, because it's like I still want the USA Intellect. to be the best. So, no, it's, it's about was it Justin Bosch that maybe said that somebody said something like that exactly? And just we want US to be the best. So if they start throwing rocks, we want them to be the best rock throwers. So I guess, but it's just I hate that ball. Um, anyway, um, you kind of talked about like how you're working on catching. Um, dodging was like your first uh, main thing. Um, well, I was just, that was what I was natural. I, I know I get the hell away. Yeah, you kind of need to. It's like the first step of dodgeball. But um, what, uh, is there anybody that you like model your, your play style after or 
are you just kind of learning as you go? To be honest, I'm learning as I go and trying to look at, you know, you take in to a certain extent what other people are doing, but you also have to figure out how to adapt that for your, you know, your ability at that particular moment in time, you know, your body type, what you're capable of. So you have to be cognizant about that. There's going to be some limitations, like what somebody can do who is, you know, six foot, you know, 200 plus and how they're able to throw a ball is going to be, of course, very different from, you know, my little nugget self, uh, male or female. Um, so it's just, so you have to be realistic. Like you can't just say, okay, I want to be like so-and-so. Well, you know, so-and-so is different and so am I. And there's going to be things that I can do, especially dodge wise that, you know, not other people can do. So I, I'm a, I'm a sponge in that way, in that respect to be really observant but also cognizant about the fact that, you know, some things are just going to be out of my, out of my wheelhouse, out of my capability. So it's, it's better to just figure out what I can do and what I'm comfortable with and how I can do it. Nice. I'm trying so hard not to venture off into genetics again. Um, stay, stay, <laughs> maybe towards the end, Steve. Yeah. Stay, stay, <laughs> stay on target, Steve. So we talked about no sting. Um, what about the other two balls uh foam and rubber where do they where do they sit with you if you're going to rank them i'm assuming no things number um, one yes <laughs> i mean uh foam would be next simply because that's what we play so much in rec so in rec social sports or any other leagues like that's just a very common ball type so i have greater experience with that and then 8.5 i you know have of course more experience than that than cloth but you know, most of the time the women were not playing 8.5 unless you were, you know, playing with the guys during, you know, either a pickup game or if you were on a team and at that point in the league, they decided to do 8.5, you know, for a session. So it was kind of a little bit more sparse. Gotcha. Other question, and this doesn't have to pertain to sports, just more of like a general one. Um, did you have any role models growing up? no um and the reason why i didn't i i didn't really subscribe to that because for me looking up to someone that i didn't know personally i always thought was kind of weird right i mean as you know as we all know now in the age of social media we are finding out so many things uh, about various you know either athletes or movie stars or singers or entertainers in general that you're kind of like yeah, like dang it. I don't it. really want to. <laughs> what was that? You're like, dang it, they're they're people after right. all. Right, they're racist. <laughs> so or that uh, are anti LGBTQ. <laughs> so, I, it, and it and it was probably something that was instilled with me from my mom. I'll, I'll be honest that you know why look up to somebody that you don't know and you don't know the ins and outs of it. And plus, it I just always I was I just always thought it was weird. And so yes, there are certain teachers that I had personally that I looked up to in that regard. But of course that's not any way that you would know or anybody else listening. So yeah, no, nobody in particular that I was just like, Oh my God, I want to be like so-and-so I want to walk in those footsteps. How do I get to that level? I mean, obviously there are things you can, you know, respect about, you know, different athletes or entertainers, especially when it comes to, you know, work ethic, but there was, there were no posters on the wall. I guess I should probably say that. Gotcha. Do you have a do you have a favorite superhero? Oh, that's hard. I think I might ask that one from now on because I just 
snuck that one in there. That's becoming a stable question now. Oh my God. I will say like growing up, of course, I really enjoyed Storm because that was the only black woman that I would see at the time because I would watch X-Men all the time growing up. Not Halle Berry's version of Storm. I don't care what anybody says. I don't like that. Um, <laughs> but so maybe maybe that. Um, God. You're talking about like the 90s X-Men, right? With the yeah. insanely <laughs> oh, yeah. awesome to this day opening uh, song. Yes, the one that you're like, oh my god, it's on! Yep. Like, and you're just running full spree- speed, <laughs> out Kinda, of breath, you have trying to, to get in front of the TV. Like, or if the bus was late, and you're like, oh crap, I only have so much time to get to X Men, and then Power Rangers was on right after that. How am I going to get home in time? It's too much action. First world problems. Yep. Yeah, that that show was so good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I miss I miss the uh, that style of X Men too. I started rereading all the uh, the '90s comics um, mm-hmm. in the Marvel app, and I'm trying to figure out like where they dropped off and switched up the style. I'm not mm-hmm. there yet, but um, <clears throat> yeah. Oh man, I, I gotta. I'll send you a clip about um, why Wolverine is worthless and why. Uh, <laughs> it's a really funny skit. It's basically uh, this guy's playing Xavier, and he's firing some of the worthless X Men, and he fires Wolverine. And um, he's basically just saying, you know, why would I take you over Storm, who could, you know, summon a hurricane to take out Magneto? And um, it's, it's, I'll just, I don't want to do it injustice, so I'll send it to you. But he makes a really valid point about Storm. Um, <clears throat> dang it, I guess that was a, another tangent. So, back to Dodgeball, number four. Oh, I thought that was five. Was it five? You can go back and count. Yeah, I think we're at four, but I'll, I'll fix this in, in post- um, do you have a pregame ritual? Ah, so <laughs> I do. Um, I am just a notorious overthinker. It's just, I, it is just what it is as a genetic counselor and genetics. Like that's just your <laughs> didn't see that coming. whole thing is didn't see that coming at all. I know nope. such a shocker. Spoiler alert. Um, and so it's very important for me to be clear my mind. 100% and just go off of instinct when I'm playing or else I'll screw it up. So my favorite thing to do when I'm warming up is to listen to WWE entrance music. <laughs> That's awesome. And I love it. <laughs> okay. Um, who or just any, all of them. Well, I'm a <laughs> big WWE fan. And so I do have a playlist that I just turn it on I'll start warming up and throwing and I'll have someone catch, you know, that throw at me so that I can, you know, practice catching and get the timing down. But, oh yeah, like I'm pulling, like, of course people at home can't see, but I'm like, I have, oh, it's over an hour. Oh my goodness. <laughs> of just different songs that I, I really love and get into. And, and that kind of sets me up. That's awesome. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um, Who's your favorite wrestler? Of all time? Yes. Of all time, all time, Eddie Guerrero. I uh, only know um, that he passed, um, but a lot of people what? loved him. <clears throat> Latino Heat? Come on. He was, <laughs> I loved him. I loved him. He seemed really cool. I, I just I saw some of the tributes, and um, 
I think one of the only times Vince McMahon was respectable whether I don't know is that an act is he really just a, a garbage <laughs> no, person well, or I mean, it was also years ago like it's oh god it's been almost 10 years if, yeah if not longer since he passed away but just um Vince McMahon as a person is he really a garbage <laughs> human being or is he just really is he good? shifty I'm sure it's a combination of both I'm sure he likes to enhance <laughs> yeah that persona because why not? Because no matter what, getting booze is still better than the crowd being silent. That's when you know you're not over. But I'm sure there's a good mix. There, there is some douchebaggery in there that's real. Oh yeah. Yeah, I just remember watching the tribute where he stood out there in front of everybody, and they were, um, you know, kind of having like a moment of silence for for Eddie. And um, I was like, okay, I forget that he could be a likable person. Um, but I remember watching. I used to watch a little bit of it. Um, there was a constant battle between Stone Cold and Vince McMahon, and um, <laughs> okay. there's all this hype, and I felt I realized what the formula was. It was build up the drama, and then next time, and then build the drama, and then next time, and then build the drama, and then pay per view. And so, yes, <laughs> he was supposed to fight against Vince. Uh, Stone Cold was supposed to take on Vince McMahon, and oh man, uh, dude, love who is also mankind, who is also. Cactus. Mick Foley. Yeah, there we go. Who's also Cactus Jack? Like he intervened. Interfe- I was like, man, I'm done okay. watching this crap. Like I'm so tired of getting <laughs> excited, and then I have to go freaking watch it on pay per view. I'm done. Oh, I'm, I quit. Too emotional. Like I can't handle. <laughs> I get invested. I mean, I've been a Cowboys fan forever. Oh, I love like it. I will. That's true. When I latch you on, like abuse. yeah. When I latch on to something abusive, I stay there, and I just that was enough for me. But, I mean, uh, yes, I get it, and obviously it's scripted in a big soap opera but it's the best soap opera <laughs> it's just a, as soon as i got the formula i was like you know what i'm not i'm not paying a dime for pay-per-view i'm bye <laughs> i'm out i'm out i i don't care i pay my 10 bucks a month for my wwe network i'm very happy with it and yeah, you probably get entertained maybe maybe it's time for me to come back but i can't i i have as soon as you said you play intro music i had the john cena theme song stuck in my head and i i can't <laughs> I was I was yeah. trying so hard not to lose it. Um, you probably just heard gasp. But that was me like laughing off mic as far away from as possible. Um, that's awesome. That is on. That is on my playlist. <laughs> yep. Back to dodgeball. Um, <laughs> are there any songs outside of WWE and um, theme music that that get you amped up for dodgeball, or is that just pure WWE wrestling stuff intro music? Um, when I was getting ready for the combine, I listened to uh, Waking Lion by Pop Evil. Waking the Lion? Waking Lion. Waking Lions, okay. By Pop Evil? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'll tell you to that one. Um, did we... Was that, I don't, let me, I think we deviated. So do, do you have more of a ritual or is it just you, you listen to that music and you start throwing and you start? Yeah, no, I, I okay. just try and just clear my head as much as possible and tell myself just, just react because I am best when I am just reacting to what's going on in the court right. rather than, you know, overthinking it. And when I can let all of that go, my body does what it's supposed to do. And that's how I'm able to play. Nice. So I'm setting myself up for an insult here. I would consider myself an overthinker, maybe not necessarily of good stuff or valuable things, but um, what do you do um, to decompress? Like, how else do you turn it off? 
outside the dodgeball court just like do you watch oh in general life yeah in general oh i'm an avid reader like for me like leaving work and making sure that i leave all of that stuff behind because and i didn't mention it earlier but a good chunk of my job is also delivering bad news which is unfortunate so i do do that quite a bit i have to you know go to a bar read a book have a martini and just put the day in its place and move forward gotcha I think for me, it's like cat videos and bird memes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sometimes the brain just, it wants what it wants. And I just like, I will do what it, what in, what's instructed. <laughs> There's some good ones out there. Um, anyway. I also vis- envision you now like any, like a robe or a snuggie of some sort. And you're just watching videos on your couch. Just saying it'll, it'll get better. You're not wrong at, at all. Um, <laughs> just black robe instead of a snuggie, and you nailed my Saturday night. So, um, back to dodgeball. So let's get into the crowdsource questions. I'm, I'm, I'm imagining this is probably going to kick off a lot of tangents as well. Um, but since he's going to be brought up, let's let's check in on Markel. So right now the Eagles Giants are um, fourteen ten. Yes, the Giants are up. End of third yeah. quarter. So hopefully this will be a very good night for me. But um Dear Black Jesus. Jesus Ladarius Christ. Hmm. I feel like you would go against me if I was going for the Eagles. Just out of spite. But, I mean, uh, well, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um Markel asks, Can Markel get a Deanna jersey? I don't know why he asked in third person, but I I appreciate him more <laughs> just for doing that um lately. So can you get one? I mean they're not <laughs> Obviously, with COVID, we're not like printing <laughs> a lot of jerseys right now. Uh, so probably, uh, but I'm not in charge of that. And like, if he wants an old one that he can like put somewhere or use as, you know, <laughs> some sort of dusting uh, apparatus, <laughs> I don't think it, of course, would fit him. Fair enough. Um, again, that man in his jersey collection. Um, Sergio Leone says or asks, um, can we just put. 2020 in the canceled realm already two more months is too long okay. what do you think oh, like, just because 2020 is over doesn't mean the situations that we're all dealing with are yeah, gonna be gonna, over and poof gone i'm gonna go away january <laughs> 1st midnight yeah that's not how it works unfortunately yeah there's a meme where um it's like this one guy counting down he's got like the smile on his face and he's like a, a a clock and it's like uh december 31st 11 59 p.m and then um, it just rolls into like the next frame and he's just like sad and it just throws like still December 31st, but now it's like 1201. I'll have to share that me with you as well, just for visual reference. But um, <laughs> it's kind of, it's, it's funny, but it's also, like he said, um, it's just a number. Um, there's a lot of stuff that went down this year that we're going to be carrying into next year. And, and right. Maybe... The ramifications aren't going to stop at midnight. Yeah, exactly. It's not just uh Oh, okay, it's 2021. Everything's going to be better now. I remember I had a, a meme of the crying Michael Jordan um, in the shape of the United <laughs> States in 2016. And I remember we all thought 2016 was a horrible year, but no, it's, uh, it's, I think it's just the way we're going right now. 2020 said, hold my beer. Yeah, I haven't seen anything yet. Um, just in the first month, too. Jeez. Um, I wonder if, uh, We'll see a turnaround of some kind, though, in the coming months, though. We'll see. Still a lot of a lot of 2020 left, Sergio. Um, 
He then asks who hurt you. So the typical okay. Connor Lou question. So this is a question that I was talking to him a little bit about. Cause I'm like, I don't understand the background of it. Is it supposed to be taken literal? Is it supposed to be funny? How are other individuals answering this? Or is it just something that you have a grudge against in dodgeball in general that you want to get off your chest? What did he say? He was, he was like, well, it's, you know, like a West Coast thing. I'm like, well, you know where I am. <laughs> he was like, well, it's a podcast thing now. I'm like, I don't listen to every single solitary one. <laughs> I don't play games. So I, I, words have meaning. So I don't. Say that again. You're like, I don't play games and words have meaning. Right. So, like, what is, well, how about for you, Steve? What is your perspective on the appropriate nature of that question? Uh, it's just a running inside joke between Connor and uh, if Connor doesn't get to it first, Sergio will. Um, I've jumped in. Sometimes I knew not to ask this question of you because you're going to dissect it immediately. So I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to play with that. Um, I did tell Sergio I'm going to give this a dark turn and I like where it's going already because you're kind of putting him on the spot now. Like, what does this question mean? And then um, Brittany Anderson, she's like, um, Deanna's going to put your put her foot up your left in my LMAFO, which exactly why I didn't want to ask that question. So um, I think we're good. Yeah, she knows I'm feisty. <laughs> I just don't get it. Is feisty the right word? I said feisty. Yeah. <laughs> You're I, like, something needs to be a little bit harsher than yeah, feisty. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like feisty is a little too innocent for you. I feel like fierce is probably more where I'm going. That's not a lie. Yeah. So to answer your question, Sergio, no one. Um, he asks a, a funny question now. It's relevant. Uh, will Steve have a drink by the time the crowdsource questions kick off? No. because no. <laughs> Sticks and stones, Deanna. Um, you cannot make me. I, I'm just sipping on water, but uh, carrying that over <laughs> to Saturday. <clears throat> so, so no, Sergio. She cannot make me do what I want. Sometimes a little bit. Um, Man, he, I forgot he just like lit up the thread with, with his questions. So he says also, this is a good one. So your favorite Lone Star memory to date? Okay. Um, it was co-ed at National. So even though National's 2019 seems like 17 years ago, but that's where it was. Um, I cannot remember the name of the other team, but it was something uh, that was Game of Thrones related. And they were like in these like teal periwinkle s blue shirts, and like I said, it was Game of Thrones later, but I cannot remember their their name for the life of me right now. Um, but we're playing Georgie. The game before was tired. He had just you know won a match for us, and it was great. And so he's like, I can't run D. You know, you do the run up. And I'm like, this is not what I signed up for. I have never done this. <laughs> this is highly inappropriate. But okay, because he just was like, no, I just can't. I just need a minute. I'm like, okay. So good, good little teammate, good little soldier. Did the run up. It's 8.5. I should probably add that. And, you know, with my, you know, small hands, I just have to pitch the ball back and I'm backpedaling. And this guy just launches one right at me. And I don't see it because I should also preface this by saying, like, I don't have the best vision <laughs> in the world. <laughs> and so I really do need glasses. And so usually I'll hear the ball before I see it. And so he just launches it launches it right at me and I catch it on the back pedal. Nice. And just like, you know, pitch it to, you know, whoever was supposed to get the ball afterwards. I'm like, 
all right, guys, I did my duty. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> Go play ball. <laughs> like, F this. <laughs> I had a heart attack. But it was just so funny because George is just back there just laughing. And he's like, you did good. I was just like, never again. <laughs> That's not my role. That's but awesome. it was just funny for us as a team. And just the laughter and camaraderie afterwards I enjoyed. Nice. I think there's another similar question coming up for that um, just in general. So we'll, we'll hold off on that one. Um, it's funny because he also says, okay, curveball question. Um, not where we've been so far. So um, <laughs> what is your favorite comedy special and why? Oh, God. So I had actually been thinking about this quite a lot today because there are just so many. And he and I talk about comedy stuff uh, quite a bit and we'll trade videos and stuff back and forth. And so, of course, you know, I'm thinking like, you know, Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, you know, Aisha Tyler, Wanda Sykes, like all the like back things, all Def Conny jams, all like these great specials. And if I had to pick one that just holds a really great special place in my heart, it's going to be original Kings of Comedy because I love me some Bernie Mac. Hmm. Mac Mann was one of my favorite comedians ever. And I was so sad when he passed away. So that's one that I love the entire lineup. I could watch it multiple times. That would be my favorite. Nice. I was wondering where that question came from. That was okay. That was a little bit of a curveball more, more for me, but, um, considering we went well, to yeah, for y'all. <laughs> yeah. That makes more sense. Um, this is a dangerous question. Um, will we get a women of the South part two? I hope so because that was a lot of fun. That was a very long <clears throat> session. And, Poor Marie, poor Marie who does not drink. Oh, yeah, she <laughs> was. <laughs> oh, oh, my Lanta, poor Marie. Uh, she was she warned, right? Like, fan. she, huh? She was warned, right? She no, knew... I, no, no. Oh no! no. Oh, sorry, Marie. <laughs> I, I thought, so. I thought so, she yeah, was aware. Was just a panel of all of us, just like, because that was like almost right when we had to shut down in Texas. So there was a lot of stocking up of alcoholic beverages. <laughs> So it was just a regular, like, we got all this stuff. <laughs> Let's keep Steve on as long as possible. This is fun. Because I think we went until like 2 a.m. that night when I finally had to tap out. But yeah, now the, um, I mean, uh, the, I hope so. It was a lot of fun. The episode was what, two hours? So that was a tall order in and of itself. And then we ended up just talking and hanging out afterwards. Like, this, this was mm -hmm. actually a really good idea. So, well, it's up to you guys. Um, that was Jen, Becca, maybe Marie, not so much, unless she at least is aware of what's going to happen <laughs> she, this time. She just wasn't prepared. <laughs> yeah, she needs to prepare Alicia, and uh, yeah, that was fun. Um, I remember, yeah, I, I was I was getting pretty pretty intoxicated towards the end. I know but, you had three whole beers, all my Lanta. Okay, I had like six by the time you tapped out. I think <clears throat> still had my wits about me for the most part. But uh, yeah, to answer your question, Sergio, sure. If uh, if the the members want it, um, more than more than down to do that one, and we can do it on Twitch too, so we can live stream and everyone can have fun. Oh God! Or not? You guys decide. Um, Sam Hutter asks, "What is your dream deadlift PR, and why is it me?" <laughs> <laughs> oh Hutter! So I'm actually kind of worried now that after like she's seen all these videos that at the next tournament that we are all safely allowed to go to that she is just going to run at me like dirty dancing style and i just gonna have to be prepared or just sneak up on me i'm convinced so i'm gonna have to have my head on a swivel 
the next time we're around each other. I hope that happens. But no, <laughs> it's not safe. <laughs> um, I mean, to answer that question, it was 250 right before my birthday. That's what I kind of wanted to hit. Nice. Where are you now? Well, my birthday was like two weeks ago, Steve. Girl, man. Oh. Let somebody breathe. Sorry, <laughs> so I wasn't listening. 250 pounds. So you hit it then. Nice. I did. <laughs> Dang. But you meant I was supposed to be more than I'm like, come on now. <laughs> Can I enjoy this win? Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, definitely take some time to appreciate your achievement and put some more on there. Have you seen Sam's gym? Just out of curiosity. Yeah. Is it uh, ridiculous? I have. I like it. Yeah. I, uh, the decal that she has that says Dia de los Deadlifts, I, I bought that as well, so I have it too. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, Sam is really cool. Um, we were trying to flex on each other. Who has the better gym? Uh, clearly she does because it's actually in her house. I was about to say, come on now. My stuff is in my armory, so it was free. So aesthetically, I win. But uh, again, it's her house, so she can do that whenever she wants. You win, Sam. Right. <clears throat> um, yeah, she does. Yeah, she does. Um, that's a good one. So uh, Jeremy Bizzle asks, what are some of your long-term goals I think we could take that one out of dodgeball context if we want to. If you want to go there. Uh, like in life. Yes. Oh, God. You're like a guidance counselor. I hate you. <laughs> this is Jeremy, not me. True. I'll get biz later. Um, I mean, I can keep in the room with dodgeball. Short-term goals. Like, I really do want to get a double catch because I just think that would be very neat. And I would be very giddy for a very long time afterwards if I got one. Long term is a little bit more difficult. I think, you know, this COVID pandemic has put things, you know, in perspective on, you know, when will it be a safe time to do something, you know, to play dodgeball again, to play it, you know, at an international level, will there be, you know, combines again? And how will that be? And, you know, you can work so much to that goal, but will you actually get to, you know, achieve it just because of all the outside forces that are kind of working on things right now? So honestly, that's something that I've kind of been thinking about and reevaluating a lot lately. So I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. It's uh, I just saw uh, dodgeball Canada. They're postponing their nationals already. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember where this started I'm like, Oh, okay. If it's postponed, it's postponed. And then I don't even think, uh, I don't even think USA Dodgeball officially said the season's done. We just all kind of assumed after August passed by. So it's kind of hard, yeah, to to plan what the future looks like when we just have no idea. And, um, you know, talking about how 2020's problems are going to roll into the next year, um, I feel like there's a lot to solve before uh, we can start prioritizing dodgeball dreams again, which kind of sucks to talk about, but more admit. But I'm in that same boat um, for other reasons. But, uh, we could talk to you offline about that one. Okay. Um, well, we'll push pause on that one for, for Jeremy to be, to be TBD for now. Um, so I like this one. Um, so Brittany Anderson says, um, growing the women's uh, presence in the South was a huge effort. Uh, what would you like to personally see come from that? For there be, for there to be a lot more teams so that we can start, <clears throat> having teams that don't have to be, you know, split up and spreading the talent around to kind of make it a little bit, you know, more fair and a lot more fun because of course there, it would, 
it wouldn't be the greatest uh, thing to have like one big super team that kind of steamrolls everybody else just because they want to play together and, you know, get that synergy going. So I would hope that there comes a day where there's a lot more teams where players can stick together on one team and, you know, get that chemistry going and, you know, learn those plays and get more comfortable with each other. But also because the South is so small, you don't want it to feel like one team is steamrolling another or vice versa, or really it's just these two teams that are battling it out back and forth and that's it. So, I mean, overall, just more competition, more women playing. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. And, um, I mean, you look at the other regions, they, they've been around for a very long time like LA since like early 2000s, um, Arizona since, you know, mid, mid 2000s. So it's going to take some time, but, um, I think maybe we talked about that during, maybe that was one of the recaps or during the women of the South where, you know, the, the main objective was to grow women's as a whole, right. not just one stack mm-hmm. team. So. That, right. I mean, that was the primary objective. Yeah. That's how you do it. Um, just got to spread the talent out for a little bit and not steamroll and cannibalize everybody else for the sake of, uh, winning. Just got to focus exactly. on the growth. Um, Brittany also asks, how have you been staying in dodgeball shape since COVID? So that, that's one thing I wanted to ask earlier, but, um, I saw that she'd asked it previously. So going back to COVID and staying in dodgeball shape and all this other good stuff. Um, how have you been doing it? So during dodgeball, I was doing kind of like a smattering of like weightlifting and like kettlebell workouts, just kind of keeping cardio in place to supplement how much we were playing during the week and practicing. But once COVID hit, you know, gyms got shut down here in Texas, obviously. And so I would do some kettlebell workouts at home. And then once the gym started opening back up and it was kind of understood that dodgeball was not going to come back for a good amount of time, I focused almost completely on weightlifting and seeing that where that took me. And actually I wasn't planning on going anything heavy or trying for as, you know, high as I actually got, I was kind of just like dinking around in the gym and my trainer kind of noticed that, I was a lot stronger than what I was actually pulling because I was just doing what was like on the board where the, the required uh, workout for the day. And so he kind of was just like, well, let me just start throwing weights on and let's see what you can do until you stop. And I was like, that sounds cool. Why not? Nice. And so that's kind of how it started. And so that's why like in any of the videos that I post online, a lot of people have asked me like, how, why do you have so many weights? Um, on there and why aren't you starting out with like bigger ones, you know, and doing things, you know, the more proper way. And the reason why is, again, going back to the overthinking part, my trainer does not tell me how much weight is on the bar. He just tells me to add whatever plates and I go from there. And then at the end is is when I find out what I pulled. And for me, it just helps to keep me in a mindset of, I don't know how heavy it is. And so in my mind, I can pick it up because sometimes like there was one instance where he told me and it just did not come up off the ground because I just had that idea in my head. I'm like, oh, it's a lot of weight. But if I don't have that thought in my head, I'll pull it. Nice. Sounds like a pretty solid trainer to kind of push you like that and just take the uh, take the mental aspect out of it that way you don't uh, think yourself out of being able to, to lift. Right. <clears throat> um, see, Jen Woodley asks, um, who is your dream team and who would you absolutely love to play with? So I was, well, I texted her. I was just like, you brat, because now I have to think about this. And she was like, 
you're welcome. So I was like writing out like on the back of an envelope. I'm like, okay, who would I really enjoy? Like, who are my friends? Because a big thing for me playing is I have to like my teammates and really enjoy playing with them. Like you have to trust them. You have to have a certain amount of like, okay, I know what they're doing. I know they have my back. I have theirs. Like there has to be that chemistry. I don't care how talented you are, how much of a boss you are on that court. If there's animosity or if you're just not nice, (laughs) for lack of a better, um, more appropriate term, like, I don't want to play with you. And at the end of the day, we're all spending money to enjoy ourselves. So for me, it's it's definitely about, you know, liking the people that I'm playing with and having a good relationship. And so I was figuring things out on, on the envelope. And I actually noticed, and unfortunately, I did not see that whole birthday bash thing that you guys did. before it was too late and I was just like oh that would have been really cool because actually for the month of October which I'm an October baby I actually would want to play with a lot of those girls that I haven't played with but I do have like relationships with outside of you know dodgeball we talk online and things like that and I actually that's the team I would want to play with nice I have to look at the roster and see who's on there October is a really good month, though. This is my favorite month of all of them. So Dwyer's on there. Uh, Marcelie, uh, Marie, who I played with, Beverly Revis, uh, Kirsten Bell, Val's on there, Val Horton, Hutter's on there, and uh, Falcon. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's a good team. Yeah, that birthday clash thing, that was a fun concept. That was, that was fun to talk about that. Um, Maybe missed dodgeball, but made me realize, oh man, there's so many random teams that you could just see, like, I could really see this team functioning really well, or good lord, that's a lot of talent, or just kind of an opportunity to, to I guess, fantasize about dodgeball. Um, it was interesting how it went down. Um, a lot of, lot of dream questions. So, Brittany Anderson asks, what would be a dream location to travel for a tournament? <clears throat> I thought about this one as well because travel to me is kind of it's it's odd just because like the military brat so you know moved all over so it's just some places are just places right. but I think a, probably a really fun place would probably be Denver most because there's Stranahan's whiskey there and that'd be great tell me more about this Stranahan's whiskey please oh it's one of my favorites it was probably one of the first whiskeys that I really got into and of course the weather there is, you know, cold and it just fits appropriately, but there's different batches and they all taste just a little bit different. And there's people who hoard certain batches because they're, that's their favorite and you can't find them. And that's kind of just this whole thing, but it's just a very, it's just a smooth whiskey that you can have out with friends hmm. in an unpretentious way. <laughs> I do like unpretentious. <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually making sure I can see your video reactions, so I'm going to ask a really dumb question. So, whiskey, um, I'm assuming there's various tastes of them, and it's like a mm. experience. Not, yep, no, yes. that's, that's, what like, that's what I was expecting. Yes. Well, I'll get on that. Mm. Was it Stranahan's whiskey? Yes, Stranahan. Mm. Not Strahan. Stranigans. Um. <laughs> it's like Bennigan's, but not. Yeah, it's not at all what I'm trying to say. Um, I'm lost. Please help me. I'm just in Denver asking about whiskey now. 
I know all the people in Denver like that mother. <laughs> <laughs> this this guy. Um, Boo podcast. Yep. I'm going to hashtag this uh, strand again, but um... no, <laughs> do not associate my name with it. I will drive out there and hit you and then leave and just say, you know why I, you don't even have to say why I was like, Nope, here it is. All right. <laughs> That's fair. That's yeah, fair. Make it quick. <clears throat> um, she also asked Brittany, um, we kind of covered this, but we can go real quick again. So she said foam, no sting. She said 8.6. I'm assuming 8.5 or is there? Yeah, no. Yeah, okay. No. We'll class. I just reiterate. However, she did say that. So Brittany moved from Texas. She's on the East Coast now. Oh, okay. And she was telling us about some ball that was that. And I don't know if it was like one of the like super foam balls or what it was. So I probably shouldn't say for sure that 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 was a typo. But she just remember being like, this was the weirdest thing I ever played dodgeball with. And I wasn't quite sure what was going on. So that may be something to clarify with her. I mean, I'm 95% sure that's just a typo and it's supposed to be 8.5, but I think, I uh, don't know. I thought that People too. Yeah. I thought that too. Cause there's, there's a different size foam balls. I think it's like seven point something inch or eight point something. Um, yeah, but it was no sting foam 8.5 and then cloth. I would imagine it would be the same. Yeah. This, this, uh, this, ball this like 8.6 inch foam ball would probably come before cloth anything before cloth i imagine right <laughs> for you steve yes thank you well, um but still one. no sting yeah obviously no sting you keep saying thigh meat so that that's just what you think of when it's slaps against somebody oh oh i'm telling you the next time you play like really listen to a hit and see if it doesn't sing to you i mean the 8.5 has that that noise that sound um it does, but I always remember the one time like I was going for a catch and two guys were throwing at me and I was just like, I just got to catch one so I can bring my friend back in. Caught one, the other one hit me right in the ear. So I, I just heard ringing for a Ugh. good 45 minutes. Yeah. But I was like, worth it because I caught my friend in. But at the same time, I'm like, mm. It's like, hope I get to hear again normally. <clears throat> right. It wore off. It's okay. I think the next time I hear a no sing ball hit somebody, I'm just going to think thigh meat and be like, okay, thanks. Thanks, D. No problem. I'll hear that too. Just somewhere in my brain, be like, <laughs> no problem. Um, so she asked also, Brittany, why are you always catching stuff? And the emojis she's <laughs> yeah, she using don't. are hilarious. <laughs> Just like... Because it's always her. And okay, like I said, my vision is not the best. And so most of the time I'm just like doing quick calculations and thinking about like the court. And so it always ends up for whatever reason. And I feel like her teammates set her up for, for failure or like throw a D and it's always her. I never see that it's her until she walks off the court. And it is just like the best, like little kid. Oh man. <laughs> like reaction. <laughs> just, just off the court. And so I'm like, Oh, <laughs> like had I known I try, you know, would have just dodged out of, you know, friendship and like messing with her. But no, it's just always her. <laughs> You always get so mad. That's awesome. I uh, I think I'm going to use the "ah man" to bleep out every bad word. Oh, that would be. Yep, classic. I'm going to do oh, it. God. I might have to delay the release of this episode until like later on tomorrow afternoon, evening. But I, it's done, done deal. There are so many bad <laughs> words. You're going to hear. Oh I, man. I can't. <laughs> I I'm I've been trying. Like you have to understand, I have been very 
I've been I've tried to be very cognizant. <laughs> I appreciate that. Like, but to make up for it, there's gonna be a lot of oh man's and it's oh, it's gonna man. be great. Yep. Oh, there's another sound bite just in case I need it. In case the other one doesn't work out. Excellent. Speaking of sound bites, um do you remember saying that's very sneaky D? That's very sneaky. We were making fun of uh, oh, Jeremy. Sneaky, oh yeah. That's sneaky D. That's sneaky. <laughs> uh yeah, <laughs> because Again, I I really I I love that moment as well, simply because it, if you think of like every like spaghetti western or like movie and like the you know the two antagonists like look across the the plane <laughs> at each other and there was just that moment where I saw that girl and she was gonna run for the ball and I was just like not today Satan not today <laughs> and I just knew I could beat her to it so. It's like not today, Satan. Like this person is just trying to play dodgeball. Like that's it. They're, right. not, they're not the most evil person. Great wholesome girl <laughs> playing by the rules. Not today, Satan. Absolutely not. Um, uh, take a quick second to check on the game. Giants twenty-one, Eagles sixteen. Four minutes thirty-eight seconds left. Um, okay, still. Thoughts and prayers to Mark Hill, I guess. <laughs> um. Okay. Tina asked a good one. Um, why are you so generally amazing? She finds me amusing because I think she hears a lot of my sarcastic comments on the court because we were standing next to each other uh, when we played for South Round 1. So I think she just found, found me very amusing. So I think that's where that question is coming from. Fair enough. Um, she asked what your preferred ball type is, no stinger foam, and it's thigh meat. 100%. Yep hasn't changed um favorite post turning cocktail because i know you have great taste a kettle one martini moderately dirty um if i am in a really good mood maybe like a fitzgerald those are great that's a gin cocktail for you steve i know you don't know i was gonna Um, ask you (laughs) what'd you say i was gonna ask him like i don't know what this is you're like what liquor is that um but yeah, I'm definitely a, a cocktail person. What, which is uh, that why I brought up with the shots for when we had our round here. Didn't you invent a drink? Kind of was that? I I knew the uh, the bartender at the bar that we went to the, um, and so I asked James like what he could make us that fit our personalities and I gave him like a good rundown about who the p- type of people that were going to be frequenting that bar that night He's and like, oh, I'm God, like no. we want it cheap and smooth that is who we are cheap and smooth humans and so he came up I think it's like um it's a green tea shot but there's no green tea and it. it's just um talking about the color and I can't remember the other ingredients in it um but it was a vodka shot and we called it the flight kill because that was right after it was announced that there was no more flight kills so that was our phone voyage to the flight kill nice so for us simpletons who uh don't know cocktails what what does dirty mean olive juice oh that's simple enough See, you do know it's just like you, right? <laughs> like, yeah, that's why I preface it with simpletons, so I'm just bashing for myself. The, for those of us, just say yourself, Steve. Have the confidence to say, I would like to know. I feel like I've done that a few times already, so. 
I know you you're you're improving. There's somebody out there that doesn't know what a dry, dirty martini is. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. <clears throat> oh yes, definitely ask that question. Yep. Um Jeremy Bizzle asks, uh, favorite pastime outside of talking junk to me. See, he even censored himself. Jeremy, you're such a good guy. Uh, well, with him, he, we bond very much of, again, a love of WWE. And we talk about that like Sundays and like Wednesdays, I think. We'll talk about WWE. So outside of the copious amounts of reading that I do, and of course, martini drinking, it'd be WWE. Nice. Um, I said stucky meetings push until tomorrow and then just for the record you are reiterating that I refuse to drink a beer with you I'm currently in timeout um, I didn't see that part okay <laughs> really yep they even tagged you in it come on now oh well, I'll get out of it on Saturday <clears throat> um so Jeremy asked favorite dodgeball memory to date. That's generally the one that I asked towards the very end. So you had the option of answering it now or at the end. I'll answer it now. I, I, I will also <clears throat> mention the fact that Woodley uh, made her comment because she thought that it encompassed like things that happen like at end of season parties and like all the parties that happen like after nationals and all that type of stuff. And I was like, I will not out anybody. However, <laughs> there, yes, there are some great stories. Uh, for Jen, between you and I, third option. She knows what that means. Um, but I would say as far as like on the court, it was Lone Star's first co-ed um, tournament. And I believe we were in Memphis. And we had just finished playing... Oh, crap, I'm going to kick myself so badly for... It was another South... Um, what? It was a New Orleans team, and I can't remember what name they were going by at the time, but we had had to push it to game seven. So we were very tired and we were playing Ascension and Ascension was just doing a number on us. We just could not get it together. I don't know if it was lack of communication or timing or just being tired or whatever the case may be, but we were just not getting it together. I think it was either like two to one or three to one, something that was just not, not good. <laughs> the outlook was not favorable. And so it got down to just me and Woodley and it was against three of their players and Woodley just throws a great snipe and just hits the guy right on his butt. Like if you see the video, the guy's just like, Oh, <laughs> and like just, he just slinks off the court. He's like, well, that's where we're at. And I threw a ball and it was a little high at uh Bub's their player. And he throws a heater at me and I catch that son of a, so it was just her and I against the world <laughs> at the end. And we brought it back and we actually beat Ascension uh, four nice. to three. And we went on to the finals against Outsiders. And of course we didn't win, but that's okay. Uh, but we had our moment and it was the two of us. And it was cool. Nice. I have to read some of the comments um, just because they got pretty funny with, uh, with Jen. So going, <clears throat> going to that not that fear, but that concern that you mentioned. So she had said, uh, change names, to protect the identity of any persons potentially named in said memory. Um, Bizzle said, Oh, this is going to be fun. And then I said, I will assume anyone mentioned is you, Jen. And then this is what got me. She's like, I am everyone. Everyone is me. And that is, uh, hilarious. And then, uh, 
Tina followed up with, uh, what a better place the world would be if that was the case. So I just had to read that up loud. Just <laughs> mostly the I am everyone and everyone is me. That was uh, freaking Jen. Um, let's see. I think there's a couple more. Yeah, there's one from Jake. He also stole another one of my end <laughs> towards the end questions, which is fine. That just means that there's a place for them. <clears throat> so Jake Mason... Um, he asked, what would you like to see for the future of dodgeball, um, rec, pro, in general? And what kind of things do you think you'd like done, improved, when it's safe to come back? So maybe two-part question. So the first one, what would you like right. to see for the future of dodgeball? Well, I was going to answer the second one first. <laughs> That's Darn fine. It. Um, okay, okay. Uh, for things to be improved upon, and I think this happened right at round one for us, so I would say I hope it for other regions especially women's in the east and you know north when that happens because of course it will um the equipment like having the um ability to play different ball types and get used to those uh you know we were playing no sting for the most part entirely and then one round we would have you know the opportunity to do foam or one round like this past time we got to play you know uh cloth as well so just having that ability to get our hands on different ball types, especially because in the South, there aren't that many teams. So we actually do have a lot of time uh, to play, you know, multiple different ball types while, you know, the guys are playing and going through their, you know, round robin and then bracket play. We actually have a lot more time on our, on our side to get our hands and get um, more acclimated with different ball types. So I would like to see that happen a lot more, especially across the regions to have something how LA is set up. Um, an equipment rise, I think, I can't remember what round it was for the East where those, you know, pearl girls had like balls that were like falling apart or colors that didn't match up. And so it's kind of just like trying to figure out how to play just even really one game with a decent, you know, set of balls. And I don't want that to happen, you know, anymore if need be or not need be, but if possible. So that's the biggest thing I want improving, like, especially for women, um, for co-ed, I love co-ed. I think I love it almost just as much as just playing straight up women's just because it's a different feel to the game. There's different strategies that are going to be a little bit different. Players are going to be utilized a bit different, but unfortunately I, you know, have heard, you know, some guys who, you know, don't respect co-ed, don't want to play it uh, or don't take it as seriously. They want to save their arm for 8.5 or whatever, ball type that they really care about or that they want to be you know asked nicely to play co-ed um yes that was from a human yeah um, i believe it so just that general respect i mean that is something that dodgeball has that not a, other sports have this you know co-ed aspect and it should be respected should be nurtured it should be something that's a lot of fun not feeling like you know girls are just bodies on the court because we're not um, not feeling, you know, disrespected in the fact that some guy is not going to play as hard because that's not really one he wants to play. And so it kind of lets down the whole team and the morale of it. Or if they decide, oh, I'm not going to, I'm going to nationals, but I'm not going to play that particular day because, you know, I got something else going on or I want to sightsee or I want to do something else. And it's like, we're here as a team. Like, still respect that. And, and if you don't really want to play, then don't play, but then don't, you know, put us in a position where now we're either stuck someplace or have to scramble, God forbid, at the last minute to find a team. Um, it just brings down morale in a way that 
it's not conducive to my personal playing. I don't think it is to a lot of people, but it just makes it not fun. Yeah. I mean, like we said, like you're, you're still part of the team. So either be a hundred percent in or, or don't bother. Um, you put people in a bad spot and it's never fun to be on a team where that person's like holding out they're saving themselves for the, right. the better division, as they would say. Um, I've experienced this a few times. I'm like, dude, why are you even on our team? Like, just get out. I'm done with you. Um, it's, that's, I was going to say fair, but I mean, that, that's more than just, you would, you would think that's just common, pra- uh, common sense that should just be common practice too. Um, hopefully we'll see more of that. You're going to be on the team, be a team player. Exactly. The, the, the team concept. How about that? Just wow. <laughs> yes. Um, so I like, I like the way he asked that question because usually the question I would ask would be, is there anything or like I, I erased it and, and retyped it, it, but it basically was, um, is there anything about the currency of dodgeball that you do not like? Um, the way he phrased it, because Jake Mason is just a ambassador of all people. Um, I like that more. So I'm actually going to make that a staple. Yeah, change it. Yeah. Cause it, it, it just sounded like I was, I wasn't trying to antagonize anything or be very critical. Um, in a negative sense, but the way this is phrased is a lot better. Um, as far as the future of dodgeball though, I mean, we kind of talked about like, well, I mean, that's where I'm going with the co-ed thing that it, it, it definitely just should be more respected. Do you, uh, if you're not in it, like, huh, go for it. Oh, I was going to say, do you, do you like the three on three switch? I mean, we, you guys got to experience it, right? Um, are you the only ones? I no, think? no. Um, because we had that experimental, um, round because they were doing foam oh, that's right so we didn't actually have co-ed our round one okay so we didn't get to do the three three what, what are your thoughts on the on that change i like the idea of it i mean again there is and and i will never say you know their names but they know who they are but just the kind of ugly behavior that would be around like co-ed and being like okay we're just going to target girls first because they're weak and we're just going to get them off the court i'm like that's not all of us and quite frankly there's a couple guys i could put in that category as well um it it just wasn't welcoming in many regards or like i said like some guys wouldn't want to play wouldn't play their hardest or they would get you know effed up right before their game either drinking or doing whatever else um and so you just did not feel like people were taking it seriously. And so if anything, I would just want it to be taken seriously. Gotcha. And if you're in the camp that you don't want to, that's cool. But, you know, lead follower, get out the way, like slide to the right then. Yeah. I, I don't understand the, again, West coast bias, whatever spoiled. We have plenty of uh, women players to, 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 form teams with but um i'm I'm trying to remember and i'm not gonna try too hard some of the arguments about it but when i played in the classic um geez almost a year ago um three on three or three the the three mix it it was fine it was great like it seemed balanced um it it just it changed the, the dynamics of the game just a little bit but um i didn't see an issue with it and i mean People want to talk about it. You're more welcome to. Uh, we haven't really had dodgeball in a long time, so it's probably I don't want to say it's like negated, but um, I don't see what the big deal was. Um, looking back, um, let's see. What is that? What perspective? What's that? <laughs> I said, is that perspective? Oh, could be <laughs> trying something. Uh, who knows? <laughs> Change. I've 
I mean, I, I hate change, so if I can get on board, it, it can't be that really? hard. Not a huge fan, no. I'm, oh, I love it. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 more open to it than I used to be. Um, maybe I don't know. Got older and just realized it's it's part of growth, and sometimes you just gotta let go of stuff. But I used to be a huge stickler for it. I'm assuming you're you're pretty pro change. I mean, considering growing up constantly moving. Well, yeah, change was in- inevitable. Yeah. It just was what it was. Now, I will say it probably doesn't lend itself to the best coping mechanisms <laughs> in life because uh, you're always like, I do what I want. <laughs> and you can just, you know, evolve and adapt and go about your life. Um, <laughs> so uh, that can be a little bit different. But I, yeah, no, I love change. Like, it's kind of weird to me that right now, um, living here in Fort Worth, I'm coming up on eight years. And this is the longest place I've ever lived in my life. I was going to ask, do you see yourself staying there long? You think you're up for another move? Oh, I'm, I'm itching for it. Where do you think you're going to go? Oh, there's a couple places I I've been thinking about. Yeah. Yep. Are we talking about them or are you still just kind of mulling over? Like not really thinking about them. I've got a couple irons in the fire. But nothing to discuss publicly yet. Fair enough. Offline conversation. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I've I've had similar thoughts too. So it's more of a. What are you thinking about? What, do you know anything I I don't know about places to be? But, uh, <laughs> <So> <laughs> I, need, I need some tips. Um, so hard. Let's see. Did we talk about a career highlight? Talked about your favorite memory with Lone Star with that catch. Um, do you have a career highlight? Oh yeah, off the um, off the rush. Um, I mean, there there are definitely like a lot of like fun catches that I like I loved because again, like I said, I hear the ball usually before I, I see it and re- and I'm just reacting to it. So there, like I think there was one from the combine where I'm kind of you can. T- you can actually really tell that I'm looking way over uh, to the left of me. And then all of a sudden, I think it was Jenny Hodge who threw it at me and she was from the right and it was right skimming my foot. And I just bent down. I was just like, Oh, Hey, ball. (laughs) I will catch you ball. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's a friend. (laughs) Like Jenny came up with me. She's like, I don't even know how you did that. I was like, I do not know either. That's <laughs> why it just, happened. Well, I will say, like like I said, I hear it first, and in my head it just goes, danger, danger, Robinson, danger, and then just something in my body just reacts to it, and so that's how I got it. I think uh, I think some of the best catches are the ones that are just not expected, and it's pure instinct. Oh, just natural. Yeah, the yeah. pure instinct ones that I, I love. I love a good sexy catch. Yeah. Man. I almost want to ask if you have a favorite sci-fi series, and I'm going to. Do you have a favorite sci-fi series? Battlestar Galactica. Oh, which one? The new one or the '60s the one? The newer one, not the old one. Yeah, not the '60s one. The one with uh, uh, James almost in it. What did you say? So say we all. There we go. So say we all. Yeah, I my friend tried to get me into it. Um, what? I was enjoying it. I I hated uh, what's his name? Gaius Belthar. Why? Oh, I hated that guy. <laughs> I mean, why? Isn't he such I a dirtbag? Like would like him in the beginning. Oh, really? Okay. Nef- How dare <laughs> he you? He had nefarious traits, but he evolved like humans do. Oh, so there's character development in this series. 
yes jerk off what are you talking get out no we're not talking about this anymore you're not gonna like be schmark get out of my house <laughs> like okay yes <laughs> just chill my 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 driveway like i got kicked out of my own house from someone in fort worth yeah maybe, maybe it's worth a worth a show isn't it oh like, my god yes i know. love it but they're short seasons i know what you're getting at you're like it's not like um they're not like 22 episodes long or anything like that i they're a lot shorter. Yeah. Maybe it might be worth checking out again. What do you think of Firefly? So I am a fan of that. I know Clay had just put on some meme bashing that, but I did love Firefly. But I like Alan Tudyk, so that would be why. Clay posted a meme bashing Firefly? Yeah, it was this video that was that was really funny. Well, I don't want to talk to him anymore. <laughs> Next season. Brown coats forever. Thank you. Hmm. All right, Clay. Yep. I wanted to talk to you sometime next month, but nope, I don't want to anymore. Oh, Lord. I'm not going to bash my firefly. That. Oh, God. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. Clay's, Clay's on the list. Um, let's see. Back to dodgeball. I think that was nope. number 13. Um, actually, oh, no. Oh my God! Yeah. Are you kidding me? Did you have hidden, hidden questions? No. Well, I've got one more. But uh, Eagles twenty-two twenty-one. They just scored forty seconds oh, left. Oh, thank you, Jesus, Ladarius Christ. Oh, Good man. for you. You gotta be kidding me, man! I can't catch a break. <laughs> this, this is what I get. Oh, this is I'm what I get for Markel. yeah, for openly mocking Markel on a on a live mm-hmm. forum. You've heard my hubris and you heard me get beat down all within the same hour and a half. Like, you're welcome. I invoked black Jesus. You should have just stopped. And it's time stamps. You should have been done. Yeah. (laughs) And it's time. Yes, maybe that should be the hashtag. Hashtag black Jesus. Yeah. I told you. 40 seconds left. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, man. I could already. mm, We're just moving on. Okay. Anyway. Um. Back to dodgeball. Um, not a dark question, but I do like asking this. So, what is what is dodgeball or what does life look like for you after dodgeball? Let's say like you're just done playing for whatever reason. Hopefully, it's not anytime soon. Um, have you given any thought to that? Okay, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I <laughs> I love the long I... pause. Just like all right. I do love playing dodgeball. I love definitely like the team that I was on and I was looking forward to playing on the co-ed team that I was going to be on and definitely like seeing where those skills were going to go and the improvement. And of course, above all else, again, the fun of it, because we are doing this in our part time away from our, our our typical day-to-day lives, but I'm going to be okay. (laughs) Like it'll be, It'll be fine. It'll be a chapter in my life that was a lot of fun that I'm going to have a lot of great. It's going to be a lot of great cocktail party uh, stories to tell of various events uh, that I did not name on this podcast. (laughs) And it'll be a great treasured moment in my life. But when it's done, it's done. And I'm okay with that. Nice. Um, Do you see yourself being active still in some capacity i mean still gonna do the the gym and oh well yeah that i mean 
physical fitness is not only just for physical, it's, you know, mental health as well. And so, yeah, I'll definitely be an active human, but it yeah. may not be, I don't, I don't know how much I'll be deadlifting in the next uh, couple months or anything like that lately. Gotcha. Yeah. And with that one, it's, it's more like just, obviously it, it is kind of, fun's not the right word. It is interesting to hear people's reaction when they think, oh man, never thought about that before. I'd be devastated, which yeah, but life goes on. I mean, a lot of people I feel like are potentially going to move on just because of this year. And just because they realize, okay, there are other things to focus on in life. Um, for me, that question is more towards like, do you see yourself playing softball or tennis or some kind of sport right. afterwards? Um, I mean, yeah, you can't rugby. That'd be cool. <clears throat> If you come out of dodgeball and play rugby, um, you're, you must have great genetics. Your body can handle anything. Um, but yeah, something. So just more curious with that question. Um, I think that's all I have. Let me, uh, let me pull up the Austin Jeeks, Jeeks, Deeks joke. Um, oh my. This is gonna be a good one. Stand by for hilarity. <laughs> All right, so um, I have to read There's this. There's not one. Oh, my God. Bum, 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 bum. No, there is. I just want to make sure I got your face. Okay, you ready? So. Okay. What do you call a fear of giants? What? Fee-fi-phobia. <laughs> uh, Austin, thank you so much, man. You're one of the few shiny things. You can of pick others. The oh, internet is widespread with copious amounts of jokes. That... There is a plethora of them, but he chose this one and I appreciated it. Mm. And um, real quick, score check because 21 seconds left. Man. Oh, I think it's in the regulation. That's what I'm showing on my phone. Oh, is there oh. a delay? Do they tie or is it over? It's over. I see it 20, 22, 21. Man, Markel. So thank, thank, thank Deanna. Dang. What did we learn? Well, we always learn. Just expect to be let down. That's about it. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah. And I think I'm learning sooner than later. Just don't, just don't defy you or go against you. You will win in some capacity, in some form, somehow, some way. And I'm stubborn, so it could have been today. It could have been two weeks from now. It could have been 10 years. Yeah. But I was going to get that W. Well, congrats, Markel. Thank you. <laughs> and and you, I guess, for somehow influencing that win. I know. Fly, you go fly. Yep. Well, I think that's all I have, so I think we'll go ahead and end the interview there. All right, so that was my interview with uh, Deanna Darns. And Deanna, thank you so much for hopping on and, and being uh, very flexible. Um, sorry I had to cancel on you last minute yesterday, or reschedule rather. But um, like always, I definitely want to take my time with this episode. I had a feeling we'd be going into some rabbit holes. Um, 13, wasn't really expecting that many, but um, love doing it. Um, it's great talking about dodgeball, but I also love the opportunity to get to know somebody a little bit more and uh, keep that conversation natural and flowing. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you so much, everybody that submitted questions. Um, congratulations, Markel. Glad your Eagles won. Um, I'm sure that was, you'll probably enjoy that. Um, listen to me go from very cocky to very sad in the course of about an hour and a half. But anyway, for everybody else that's still with me, um, thanks to always for tuning in. Have a great rest of your evening, a great uh, rest of your week, a great weekend, and we'll see you next time. 
Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's How just about them apples. Yeah, here's my how do you call it? My anger. Um oh man. It was a it was a key and pill um skit. Oh, the one with Obama? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's my, <laughs> my anger counselor. It's like um it was great, whatever it was, and I, I need one of those. Um, unless I'm intoxicated, I'm not a very expressful person, so maybe you can fill that role for me. But no problem. Anger nice. translator. There we go. Yeah, God, that was a good one. <laughs> 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 like, uh, 